This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast to ponder and to proclaim our Sunday Mass readings. Well, today is Holy Trinity Sunday. We've just experienced the beautiful feast of Pentecost, and now actually our church transitions out of the Easter season and into what we call ordinary time. And in this time, actually in the month of June, we have a few beautiful feasts on Sundays to look forward to. Today, Trinity Sunday, and we also will have Corpus Christi Sunday, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a lot to to absorb for this month. This month is also dedicated. The month of June is dedicated to the Sacred Heart. And we have the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which follows Corpus Christi. And that is followed by the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. You can see in my background, I've got the Sacred Heart and Immaculate Heart side by side. And so during this month, it's really a beautiful time to maybe reconnect with your devotions to the Immaculate Heart and to the Sacred Heart. I found one prayer in my um, Prayers of All Occasions book that is a prayer to the Sacred Heart. And let's begin in this month of June with a prayer to the Sacred Heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, today I wish to live in you in your grace, in which I desire at all costs to persevere. Keep me from sin and strengthen my will by helping me to keep watch over my senses, my imagination, and my heart. Help me to correct my faults, which are the source of sin. I beg you to do this, O Jesus, through Mary, your Immaculate Mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as I said, today is Holy Trinity Sunday. We look at the Most Holy Trinity in the Solemnity, and I just heard uh, one of the uh, podcasts this morning that the Holy Trinity isn't some puzzle to un, to solve or a mystery to solve. We love to solve mysteries. I'm a great Sherlock Holmes fan, and I want to find out who did it and why and all of the different pieces. But really, the Most Holy Trinity is a mystery to be experienced, to be lived out in the life of a Christian. So rather than focus on how do I understand this Holy Trinity, I'm really pondering today and in the readings and in the mystery of the Holy Trinity, how do I live this out as a Christian? So let's get into our readings 
And in fact, I'll begin with the collect that we hear prayed as we open today's Holy Mass. And again, it just gives us this sense of the mystery of the Holy Trinity. The collect for today, Most Holy Trinity Sunday, God our Father, who by sending into the world the word of truth and the spirit of sanctification made known to the human race your wondrous mystery, Grant us, we pray, that in professing the true faith, we may acknowledge the Trinity of eternal glory and adore your unity, powerful in majesty. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 8. Thus says the wisdom of God, the Lord possessed me, the beginning of his ways, the forerunner of his prodigies of long ago. From of old I was poured forth, at the first before the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains or springs of water, before the mountains were settled into place, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet the earth and fields were not made, nor the first clods of the world, when the Lord established the heavens, I was there. When he marked out the vault over the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he fixed fast the fountains of the earth, when he set for the sea its limit, so that the waters should not transgress his command, then was I beside him as his craftsman, and I was his delight day by day, playing before him all the while, playing on the surface of the earth, and I found delight in the human race. The word of the Lord. The responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 8. O Lord our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. When I behold your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you set in place, what is man that you should be mindful of him or the son of man that you should care for him? O Lord, our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. You have made him little less than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him rule over the works of your hands, putting all things under his feet. O Lord, our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. All sheep and oxen, yes, and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fishes of the sea, and whatever swims the paths of the seas. O Lord, our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. Our second reading comes from Romans chapter 5. Brothers and sisters, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to his grace in which we stand, and we boast in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we even boast of our afflictions knowing that affliction produces character. 
knowing that affliction produces endurance and endurance proven character and proven character hope and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. The word of the Lord. Our gospel comes from John chapter 16. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me, because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason I told you, that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So as I mentioned, we're entering into ordinary time with this Most Holy Trinity Sunday. And again, the mystery of the Holy Trinity. I love this reading from Proverbs. I just want to go back because here is wisdom. And we often hear lady wisdom. This wisdom has this uh, maybe a feminine genius behind it. But this wisdom is talking about being present at the beginning of all time. You know, I was there before the earth was formed, before the seas, you know, moved, before the fountains or springs of water. Here is wisdom. And so it's unpacking for me a sense of there's a relationship in God and that we recognize as Christians, and this is our faith, this is our creed, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And even later in Jesus's words in the gospel, he will teach the apostles, and he teaches us today, in our churches as we bless, as we baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we recognize the entire unity of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so there's this relationship at play and all of the different relationships between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit work together in their, in their mission, in their existence. And what is the mission for us as Christians? Our mission ultimately is to follow the will of God, is to know and discern the will of God. The will of God is that we might have eternal life. The last line of this proverb section is, I found delight in the human race. And so God finds delight in you. God finds delight in me. God finds delight in your enemy. And the one that irritates you the most in your daily life, it may be somebody at work, it may be a family member, it may be somebody at your parish, maybe somebody in the public realm that irritates you, that disappoints you. God finds delight in the human race. 
And I think that's something to keep in mind as we reflect on our own relationships, our relationships at home, our relationships with our family, our relationships in our community, whether we're working in a workplace, whether we're working at home and we serve different communities in a different way. Certainly our relationships in our parishes and our churches, in our archdiocese and the church universal, you know, we're not... The term has been used quite a bit, lone rangers. We're not these individualists, although that's the spirit of the human race. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to do it with my way. And if you're not following my way, then I'm actually going to like push you out. And I don't even want you to be part of my way. There's so much of that unfortunate individualism that has turned us away from the love of God, from his sense of bringing unity to his family. And we are his family if we choose to be part of the family of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oh God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. St. Paul in the scripture of Romans chapter five, verses one through five, you know, he mentions quite a bit about hope and hope is something and faith is something that we can't see. We don't fully understand it, but there's a trust in where the hope is coming from. Our hope is in the Lord. So when we hope in the Lord, we hope in God, we hope in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, as it says here, we have peace. That regardless of what's happening in our lives, we have hope in Jesus Christ, because we believe what he said. We believe that he gave us a gift, his paraclete, his advocate, the teacher, the sanctifier. I heard it said that God is our creator. Jesus is our redeemer. And the Holy Spirit is our sanctifier. We need all three. We have been created in the image and likeness of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's a relationship between all three that comes from love. And we are born into that relationship. We need a redeemer because of original sin. Jesus Christ, the second person of the Holy Trinity, is our redeemer. And then how do we learn along the way? How do we get help along the way? We get help through the Holy Spirit, the sanctifier. And it's beautiful uh, at the end of this particular reading in, in Romans, because the love of God, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us, given to us first in our baptism continuing in our sacramental life, of course, in receiving Holy communion Confirmation right now, this is a very popular season. It's a very busy season for our young people to be confirmed. And this shouldn't be, oh, I'm done being a Catholic now that I'm confirmed. No, now we grow deeper. Now that we are confirmed, let's learn about those gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's going to take you an entire lifetime to unpack the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How do I share those gifts of the Holy Spirit? How do I receive those gifts of the Holy Spirit? It does not stop at confirmation, but it just launches into a deeper relationship with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That God has given us through the Holy Spirit 
this advocate, this guide, and this teacher. And it's so beautiful when we think about the month of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I have still the image of the Divine Mercy behind me. And again, Jesus is pointing to his heart when his hand is in blessing, blessing us, but also his heart. He's pointing to that heart, which, which, re, which reveals, which is gushing forth, O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus. The heart is the home of God's love. It's his heart, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. So we want that heart of Jesus, the sacred heart of Jesus. I hope that you have an image of the sacred heart of Jesus. This would be a beautiful month to find a prominent place in your home to place an image of the heart of Jesus. If you have what I have uh, to hear, a sacred heart and an immaculate heart of Mary, that's, that's a bonus. I think I have that in three different places in my home an image with our Blessed Mother and our Lord Jesus revealing their hearts of love. And there are special prayers to enthrone your home to the sacred heart of Jesus, that, that love is overflowing from his heart and that reveals the love of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sanctifier. We need them all. They're all in one God. One God. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says to his disciples, and it's so beautiful. I can't even imagine how Jesus's heart must have really just been um, in in a sorrow, knowing I'm going to be moving physically away from these men and these followers of mine, and I want them to know everything because they have a mission to fulfill. But he says that the Spirit of Truth will come. Wait for the spirit of truth. Be ready for the spirit of truth. He will guide you to all truth. And there are many mouths in our culture today, in our past, they will come up in the future that speak that they have the truth, that they know the truth, that they know exactly how we are to live and what it is that is correct and right and justified. But they are not God. And we have to be willing to discern the many voices that may sound and may even resemble a little bit of the truth. But the devil is the devil of all lies. He is a devil that kills and slaughters. And he will use any message to discourage us, to deter us away from the heart of God. And so we need to cling to the spirit of truth, the spirit of God. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears. He will reflect only what God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit in that relationship of love is where the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth. And so today, as we reflect upon Holy Trinity, the mystery that we can never fully unpack, will we unpack it in heaven? We'll, we'll see it in heaven. That's the joy. The joy is in the glory of God that we may receive through the trials and tribulations, through afflictions in our life. Paul even says it in Romans, even through those afflictions, we are more like Christ in our sufferings. And it is in those sufferings that we know that we depend more, we rely more 
upon God than our own frailty, than our own weakness, than our own strengths that are nothing compared to the awesomeness of God. So let's call out and remind ourselves the beauty of our faith that has given us these traditions. When you walk into a church, probably really quickly when you enter that church, what do you see? You see some sort of a baptismal font. It may be a little font. It may be a big font. You dip your fingers in there. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we bless ourselves in the Holy Trinity when we walk into the church, when we walk out of the church, and several times throughout the Holy Mass, we're reminded of that Holy Trinity that surround us, our head, our heart, through our shoulders, through our whole body, mind, and spirit. We are part of the Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity, guide us. Our Blessed Mother, I'll close with this, our Blessed Mother, when she was crowned Queen of Heaven and Earth, and those of you who live in the Pacific Northwest who have had a chance to visit the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto, beautiful Chapel of Mary, when you walk in above the altar, there's this beautiful, beautiful image and mural of the coronation of Mary. And you see the Father, you see the Son, and you see the Holy Spirit, all three of them crowning Our Lady. Our Lady is crowned by the Holy Trinity. We think maybe, oh, she was crowned by the Father. But remember, the Father is three, the one in three. So think about that when you think about the rosary and our blessed mother, that, that unique relationship she had with the Holy Trinity. You know, she conceived Jesus, the Redeemer, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Sanctifier, and she was created by the Father, our Creator. And so she has great relationship with all three And she can guide us into that mystery to receive the blessings, to receive the sanctifying grace, to be prepared for the will of God, to be received by God, the Holy Trinity in heaven. That's our goal. Through life, we want to bring blessings. We want to bring joy. We want to bring gifts of love, of compassion, of mercy throughout our daily lives in preparation for that ultimate gift, the gift of glory with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Amen. Have a blessed 10th week in ordinary time. I'll look forward to talking with you again next week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie. Reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.